this is the most important offseason of LeBron James's. I agree with that. 17 year career. You're right. I would like LeBron to really, really hone in on two things. Obviously the free throws, but the post game. Zion is the most unique prospect that I've ever seen on a basketball court. Chris Broussard here, and welcome to the brand new Hoops on Fox podcast. This podcast will give you your daily dose of all things NBA from Fox Sports, including the best content from Skip and Shannon, Nick Wright, plus special guests, fresh NBA content from myself, post-game interviews from NBA stars around the league, and much, much more. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Up first, after missing the playoffs with the Lakers, how will LeBron bounce back next year? I expect LeBron to look great next season. I really do. Um, obviously, he's a competitor. And the last time he was challenged like this, he's caught more heat than he has since 2011. Yep. When they lost to mm. Dallas and Miami. Mm-hmm. He comes back that offseason or after that offseason, career-high field goal percentage, career-high three-point percentage, MVP, first championship. He has had his leadership, his commitment questioned. So I think he's coming back big. I love that he's, when he's doing Space Jam, he's going to have, uh, he's had, having a court reportedly built on the Space Jam set. Reminds you, of course, of Michael Jordan. Jordan. And the Jordan. historical great stories of the pickup games oh, that man. took place. And, and hopefully LeBron does Jam. that. We'll see if he does that. But the big thing, Jordan was at a similar crossroads. He had come back, played 17 games mm-hmm. after baseball. Yep. People, oh, he's not the same. You know, he was Nick the greatest. Nick Anderson ripped right, him right. lose the game. <laughs> this right. one doesn't fly like the old one. And he comes back and obviously starts another 3 P after working hard that summer. I want LeBron to do that. But here's the thing. Jordan added the fadeaway jumper. He already yep. had a really good post game. It became a phenomenal post game, and he had the fadeaway jumper. I would like LeBron to really, really hone in on two things. Obviously, the free throws. We'll see if he can improve that. But the post game. Like, and I don't want him exclusively in the post. I'm not saying that. No. But he should be destroying people. It's unguardable. Yes. Nobody can stop him one-on-one. And if you double him, he can pick you apart with the passing. And that, so you and I, because I, I disagree with the idea that LeBron needs to or should next year reinvent his game, go off the ball more. No, I, he wouldn't the, be reinventing yeah, his I wouldn't game. Say he he would go, he would be adding something that he looked at earlier no. in Miami. Right. And he won two championships. 100% agree. I was going to I agree with the post part. Because I wouldn't he, agree with reinventing. The, no, but the I idea would, of becoming more of, a, more of a stereotypical small forward, go off the ball more, those types of things. Because the problem in Cleveland, every single year was in Cleveland. Even last year when they were a disaster, they had a top five offense. The problem in Cleveland was they only had a defense in the top 20 once and not coincidentally that was the year they won the championship so I think the way they ran that team offensively in Cleveland works but the part he went away from in Cleveland that he has only done consistently those championship years in Miami is the post game and it was because of the mortification he went through in the Dallas series where they could guard him with J.J. Barea or Jason Kidd because he did not have a post game Everyone's like, oh, why don't you back them down? Well, in the NBA, even if you have a size advantage, there's a level of footwork that you need to have down that he didn't. But what we have seen is if you put him, it doesn't even have to be in the low low post, on the, the free throw line elbow, on the elbow, 
with his back to the basket, he can see over you and he will find an open man if you double. And if you don't, he will spin and go to the bucket. That part, I 100% agree with. The, 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 there's a couple reasons why he should make adjustments. For one is he's getting older. Right. He's not going to be able to be ball dominant and that be the best serve for the team that he's with. Like, we're talking about LeBron, but we're also talking about he's got to fit into a team compared to having the LeBron system around him. What if he doesn't get AD? What if he only can get a smaller guy? Then it's in his best interest and the team's best interest. That's why what you're saying as far as adding a post game at this point in his career, it's going to help him age better. So, I mean, it's what's best for his career, and he might not get Anthony Davis. If he doesn't get Anthony Davis, he's going to have right. to be off the ball more. So I just believe it suits him well. I like the comparisons with Jordan. Jordan being at that crossroad, even though they're different years in the league and that challenge. LeBron, if they had won a championship this year, he would have created some challenges in his head. That's what the greats do. So for me, these outwardly challenges, like I, I, would, I, would, I, was, I was expecting that. Mm -hmm. And he knows some of it's true also. I like the word uncomfortable that he used because he doesn't want to play in the post. He's told me himself before he likes he being on like the, handling the ball. And on, yeah. But get uncomfortable. That's what Magic, Bird, Jordan, they added to their games over offseason. Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, yes, Kobe developed a great post game. So I think LeBron needs to do that. We keep talking about what he might do this offseason, how can he improve his game. But we already know the part of a game that hasn't been great the last couple of years, that he hasn't either taken the time to improve on the free throw shooting or hasn't wanted to or just can't do it. Why do we assume he's going to change something else when that's the one part of the game that's still there well, that he's going to have to rely on more and I, more throughout the year? That there's, I, I think for some people there's a fundamental misunderstanding of how free throw shooting works. And it, by that I mean it is for some guys, it is not about how many free throws you shoot. Right. DeAndre Jordan, when he was mired in the low 40s, shot, according to his teammates and coaches, more free throws at practice than anybody. And it wasn't until a few years ago that someone came and got him to change his shot mechanics to one that fit him and worked for him for a guy who's seven foot one, giant hands, all the, all the things working against him that he actually saw improvement. It wasn't a lack of effort. It was a lack of, he was wasted energy almost. So there's no one that can uh, teach no, him how to do it no, right? I, well, as of now, whoever's been working with him, it's working in the wrong direction. His free throw shooting has gotten worse. I think and so I don't, but I don't think it's like lock yourself on a gym and shoot a thousand a day. Okay. It's more than that. If it were that, we wouldn't have bad free throw shooters in the NBA because guys practice, guys work hard. And for LeBron, it's just odd that after being in the mid 70s, now all of a sudden he's in the mid 60s. I think his foul shooting issues are, it's like paralysis by analysis. Yes. We know he's a thinker, he's a very smart player and person. And I think he's up there. It's mental. Yes. Because his his form changes not just from year to year, sometimes from game quarter to, to game. Quarter. Yeah, quarter to quarter, free throw to free throw. Like, and that rock, I think you see him this year, he's kind of going back. I think that's trying to make it feel like a jumper. Like you come back, just get in a rhythm. And a lot of times, some of the biggest shots LeBron's hit are when you don't think you just catch it and you gotta you put gotta it up. Go. They, and that's that's what the I think. The biggest he's trying to weakness create. of LeBron's game has always been 
when he is overthinking. Right. And the free throw line, you have nothing but time to think. This is the, the game winner in, in the playoffs last year. Both of them were last second situation. Would, of course, their last second was game winner. But my point is, it wasn't like half court dribble, gotta, dribble. Right. You got to go. It, when he plays off instinct is one thing. When you th overthink a situation, it slows down the process and it's worked against him. There's two areas he can improve in drastically, and that would be if he adds a post game. Consistent post game to him, and if he became an improved free throw shooter. Now, for a player that is already an iconic player to be able to say, I know I can get better at the end, I believe he will be in hot pursuit trying to get those things done. He'll have another routine when we start the 2019 basketball season, and I hope it, it works for him. But LeBron, he will make some adjustments, but I just believe being off the ball will suit him and his overall endurance and ability to be able to play longer. I believe it'll only help him. Up next, Shannon thinks that this is the most important offseason of LeBron's career. How much will the offseason help your guy LeBron? It'll help immensely. You heard that, Skip. Full court. Hmm. Basketball. Hmm. <laughs> yep. So he's going to play one-on-one -on -one against himself? Whoa, whoa, Skip. This is Skip. The extras? That would be a battle. Right, this, right this now, that would be that a would battle. That would be a good well, game. This is the most important offseason of LeBron James's. I agree with that. 17-year career. You're right. For the, first, for, for the very, very first time, there are those that are starting to doubt whether or not LeBron James is the guy anymore. Mm -hmm. People are starting to circle as if he's starting to go belly up. That's a long, long ways away, Skip Bayless. Mm. And as he mentioned, being comfortable, being uncomfortable, he understands. LeBron, see, even if LeBron doesn't hear what's being said directly, there are a lot of those people that are around him that actually hear. And it gets back to him. He hears everything. Mm. He hears everything. Mm. He heard what you said. Yeah. He heard what the other guy says. Oh, oh, now KD's passed him and Giannis has passed him and mm -hmm. Kawhi's passed him and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. I was injured. Everybody knows. Yep. Had I not gotten injured, look at these numbers. I'm still doing what I'm doing. But that's neither here nor there. I did get injured. And I wasn't myself when I came back. But I promise you this. When I get back, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's going to be on, Skip. Because I talked to him. I talked. I sent him a DM the other day. He said, he's, he said Shannon. <clears throat> he goes, you know, now I'm on real talk, Skip. He called me. I'm his guy. He said, thanks, my guy. He said, I'm coming back. Mm. And I'm doing two things. When I come back, I'm chewing bubble gum and I'm kicking ass. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know whether to believe this or not. Is this a real story? Real story. Or is real this talk. Fake, fake news. Real story. Okay. He said, now, I don't chew gum. But when I come back in the 2019 20, 20 season, yeah. I'm going to show up. And if I can't chew gum, what's the other reason I'm married, Jenny? To kick ass. Hmm. So I want you to mark this day down, Skip. This is not April 1st, this is April 2nd, 2019. Okay. When LeBron steps on the court, Next fall, mm. I want you to remember this. Mm. All the ones that were talking, everybody was key, 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 and giddy. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at Giannis. Oh, look at KD. Ooh, well, look at this one. Look at Paul George. Everybody's passed LeBron James by. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to have a conversation. Now, I want that same energy. Mm. That same energy that everybody was having about Duke and Zion. I said, I need you to have that energy on Sunday now. Mm. I need you to have this energy mm. that 
uh, the demise of LeBron James, mm. I want you to have that energy next fall. Mm. Because boy, oh boy. Mm. And I'm going to be sitting over here sitting pretty. Yeah. I'm going to be in the catbird seat. Ooh, and this catbird seat going to be nice. You, I have no you, idea what a catbird seat is. A catbird seat is a favorable position. I know, uh -huh. but what is it literally? <laughs> It's yeah, a seat in which a catbird sits. But no, it's a. What is a catbird? It's a it's a it's a position of strength. Have you ever seen a catbird? Yeah, that's me, and I'm sitting in the seat that's gonna be occupied next fall. Yeah. Will LeBron James take the court, with or without another superstar? Mm. You're gonna see something you've with never seen. With or without? Now with, you just said a big the, mouthful. Skip, we, we we can't worry about what we're gonna have. We just got to worry about what we're going to do. Watch, he'll be lighter, he'll mm -hmm. be leaner, because he didn't understand, because, you know, LeBron James in the East skip, he you know, he handled the basketball, he controlled the pace. But in the Western Conference, it's a lot harder for you to control the pace. Mm -hmm. He's going to drop 10 pounds, he's going to be able to get up and down, and it's going to be on and popping. Hmm. I must say, your anecdote you just told smacked of what, my friend Stephen A. Smith reported back in 2011 after the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. It was the first LeBron played with the Miami Heat yes. against Dallas. Do you remember this? After Game 3, according to Stephen A. Smith, LeBron went back to his Dallas hotel room. They were up two games to mm -hmm. one with another game to play in Dallas. And he did... He, he, he made out an I told you so list mm -hmm. of <clears throat> maybe 10 deep, I think, if memory serves. And I was number one on that list. And what proceeded to happen after game three? What happened in four, five, and six? They fell no, apart. Nothing good happened no. for, for the king. So I hope that doesn't happen now because I like what you're telling me. But all of this, this is my bottom line takeaway to LeBron's situation right now. And this is a crucial turning point. I don't want him to keep telling us what he's going to do. Just show us what you're going to he do. He showed you. Okay. He, he hadn't shown me yet. Yeah, he showed you. I mean, he showed me 28 and 27 in the games that he played. That's the record yeah. of the Los Angeles Lakers in the games he played mm -hmm. this year. He showed me that he shot a career-worst 66.5% from the free throw line. That will not work in the Western Conference. He's much greater than that. And will be. Okay. He showed me that his – PER, player efficiency rating, plummeted this year to 25.7. That was tied for the third worst of his career. Offensive win shares were the second worst of his career. Defensive win shares were tied for the worst of his career. That's what he showed me on the basketball court. Mm -hmm. And I give you all the excuses, many of them legit. Pull groin, torn groin, I don't know what it was. Some groin injury. Mm -hmm. We had injuries to Lonzo and then lost Brandon Ingram. And then obviously Kuzma's been in and out of the lineup. I Rondo give you all that. I out. give you all that. And th those all make sense to me. But in the end, this isn't a new narrative. This isn't piling on. This isn't kicking him while he's down. It's facts. It's just we, we, we all put the bar way up here because Shannon Sharp helped put it up here, best player on the planet. Mm -hmm. By that standard, way up here, he had a pretty lousy year, and I think even you would agree with that. It, I, I thought, I By thought that he, standard. I thought he was playing very well into the groin injury. Okay. I did, too. It's I thought the team say, was yeah. really good. But I also told you there were eight games up to December 25th, the big win at Golden State and the groin injury. Eight games were left on the table, sometimes because of him, sometimes because of them. But they didn't close eight close games that were on a silver platter for the king to close. Yes. 
that didn't seem to be his forte with this team, and it didn't have an established second star where he could trust that guy to close the game. If you don't so they could have been much better than they were on Christmas because it got them to, what, 20 and 14, I think it was? Okay, even if I can see that it was his second-worst PER and he shot his career worst from the free-throw line and his defensive win shares were the lowest of his NBA uh, – tied for the lowest mm-hmm. of his NBA career. Had this team been in the playoffs – is people still speaking with no, the same energy? No, but they're not. Okay? But that's the thing, though, Skip. Okay, but he's the best player on the planet, quote, unquote. That's what you told me. So going in, his standard is much higher than Kyle Kuzma's standard or Brian, right. Brandon Ingram. You know, like, like I, I can't help it. It's not piling on. It's just facts. I'm just reacting to what I didn't see. Okay, coming into the season, we thought Kevin Durant, James Harden, Steph Curry. Could you tell me the player – that's on LeBron James' current roster, that's equal to a player that's on Steph Curry's roster or James Harden's roster or Russell Westbrook's roster. You did tell me before the season started you like this supporting cast better than the Cleveland supporting cast. I don't believe I said that. I said I like the other supporting cast better because they understood that role. I thought you liked this one. Mm -mm. No? Mm -mm. Okay, all right. So I'll give you that point. But the point is that LeBron seemed very comfortable with this roster going in, and I think he co-signed on playmakers versus shooters. I think he did. Surely, as everybody says, when you sign LeBron, especially at this stage of his career, you have to give him the keys to the kingdom. Uh, You don't have to necessarily give him the keys. You might have to give him a key. Give him a key to the gym, right? Give him a key. I mean, yes, Kim, you should. Okay, I got it. So... It seemed like everything was good for LeBron going in, and he was happy to come here without a, a slam dunk second star. There Correct. was no, it, yes. it, it, nothing was in concrete where you're going to join so and so in right. Los Angeles, right. right? Yeah. So he was comfortable to go forward because he probably underestimated a little bit how much tougher the West is than the East, and then how much and okay. how much those guys. Because, like I said, he was looking at him from the outside. Okay. Maybe he overestimated just how good what he was in, what the, the players on that team. Maybe he overestimated them. Maybe he overestimated his own ability and what he could get them to do. Maybe. Because you have to understand, LeBron James have taken or helped take, however you want to look at it, mm-hmm. teams to eight straight finals. Okay. And so you get to thinking, Skip, doesn't matter what the ingredients someone give you, you can make something that tastes good mm-hmm. because you've done it for such a long time. Okay. If this is the very first time in a long time that he's not going to be in the playoffs or an NBA Finals game. Mm-hmm. And so when you have that kind of level of success, you get, a, you get accustomed to thinking, man, give me anybody. Okay. Give me Jenny, give me Skip, Shannon, and the two camera guys. <laughs> and we get the eight seeds. Cadavers. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. But right now, he. Okay. You know what, Skip? I'm going I'm to I'm concede there. LeBron James can't take four corpses anymore to the mm-hmm. finals. He needs, he needs somebody that can actually play a little bit. Then, Steven Jackson says OKC's decline comes down to a lack of leadership. What is going on right now with the Thunder? Well, you, you worry about. You fine-tune when you're playing the piano. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You ain't fine-tuning right, right now. You ain't tuning nothing up but to have your uh, first-round exit. Yeah. Mm. That's basically what they tuning up. You, you, you can't say that the way they've been playing, the games they've been losing, going into the playoffs, you can tell they're not focused. This is, they're not 
they don't have the attitude of a playoff team right now. Huh. The way they're playing, even the response by Paul George, that's not the response that you that you say hmm. a, a couple weeks before the playoffs. Your response supposed to be, we suck right now. Yep. We got to figure this out before the playoffs or we're going to be out in the first round. That's all you say. Uh, I, I think they're kind of in denial. They think they're better than what they are right now. But the way they're playing right now, they're going to be out the first round, no question. Mm. Um, I'm going to attribute a lot of it to, uh, and I agree with what you said, but offensively, they're struggling. Yeah. They're 28th since the All-Star break in offensively, offensively offense efficiency. Mm -hmm. Skip, one of, before the break, they were third in defense. Now they're 13th. Yep. So now they're not getting the production on the offensive side, and they're letting teams get what they want on the defensive side, mm -hmm. which is a recipe for disaster. Because when you look at it, Paul George is still averaging 28 points a game, getting about seven, eight rebounds. Russ is going to average another triple-double. There's no reason for them to be playing like this. Now, Steven Adams, he come and goes. I mean, mm -hmm. one game he might give you 20-20, and -20, mm -hmm. the next game he will give you 5-8. and eight. Mm -hmm. His numbers are actually career best across the board, but yeah. go ahead, they're not huge. Right, right. But, I'm, but I'm saying in some games you know, you're I like, you're right. he a monster. He's consistent. Jer Jeremy Grant has, yep, has flashes, yep. but for them, their guys have to be great. Russ and Paul George is going to have to be Russ and Paul George. But I really never took this team serious. I mean, did, did anybody actually think they were a serious contender in the West. They were fooling themselves. Mm -hmm. They're really there's two teams, the Rockets and the Warriors. Mm -hmm. That's it. And Houston needs to be able to avoid the Warriors before the Western Conference Finals. But they, I thought you liked Denver. They, 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 they them threes. I mean, look, I see, I see. Uh, uh Jokic can't control his emotions. He turned it. <laughs> he turned it. He turned it into Boogie Cousins. He turned it to uh, little Steve Jackson. Every time, he, hey, Stack. Every time I turn around, now he did get fouled. The guy pushed him in the back. But you can't come on, bro. Cause yeah. you. They, and yeah. guess what happened? They lost to the Wizards because he was out. Mm -hmm. So I watch a whole lot of Thunder basketball because I do enjoy watching this team play. And if you hark back to Valentine's Day, they were just a game and a half behind Denver for second in the mm -hmm. West, and they were three and a half out of first. Right. Pretty good, right? Pretty good. Yep. And at that point, I'm making a case. Paul George is making a run at MVP. And he was. He was. And then he hit the wall. And when he hit the wall, he hurt his shoulder. Yes. Because something went wrong, and he missed three games with some kind of, I don't know what mm -hmm. it was, undisclosed shoulder injury. Mm -hmm. And he went from MVP back to being a little bit of George Paul. No, he's a little bit, a little bit of George Paul. <laughs> and the truth was, he was carrying this team on both ends of the floor because yes, he, he was. was a disruptive defender. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, Russ started getting exposed because these are the most misleading numbers in the history of basketball to me is that he's averaging a triple-double, 23-11, and leading the league at 10.4 assists. Triple-double he's averaging yet again. And he's even worse than LeBron is from the free throw line. He's 65.7%. Oh, that's that's truly that's bad for mm -hmm. him, for a point guard. Man. Yeah, he was 80% before yeah, this year. Yeah, And from three, he's now 28.8%. And he's going to take them. And, and he's going to jack them up. That's the thing. Yeah. It's not that he's shooting 28%. It's the number that he's he shoots per game. Okay, mm -hmm. so of the 183 qualified three-point shooters, he's third worst in the league. Of the 122 qualified free-throw shooters, he's 115th. 
So he's near the bottom in two key shooting categories right. that mislead you off those those triple double stats. Right? right? They, right. It, it disqualifies the triple double numbers and the league leading assist number because he's just going to miss too many free throws and three point right. shots. It, over time, it's going to right. hurt you unless Paul George is playing at an MVP yeah, level. Then, then you're not going to survive this. The, the thing is that in stacks, you hear, you've heard this, and I, I heard you mention it. Shooters shoot, mm-hmm. but Russ is not a shooter. Russ right. is a scorer. Uh, right. That is true. Steph Curry and Clay no, no, no. Thompson are shooters. shooters. Right. So yeah, the, they believe, I, I but agree. Russ has adopted that philosophy that oh, my next one's gonna go in. That's right. not what you are. You are a scorer, yes. and scores and shooters are different. Yeah. Steph, Steph Curry might miss 15 in a row mm-hmm. over three games, but I tell you what. That fourth, fifth, and sixth, and seventh game, yes, over. He gonna make thirty of them. That is true. just like what we've seen. He's made five, I think, eight straight, or seven or eight straight games that he's made five or more three pointers. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. But Russ, and I'm like Russ, why are you shooting? It's like well, oh, he, he has to shoot because if you look at his team, can't nobody else shoot. But I don't yeah. want him shooting threes. Shoot twos. Right. Yeah, that, 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 that's true. His, For a while, his, his, I thought Schroeder, he's streaky, but but he's 28%. From but what are you getting from Ferguson? What are you getting from One all, game, all he guys? might give you 20. Then the other night, I saw he had like four points. Yeah, so you know? like the, 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 the supporting cast is definitely not consistent. But you can't lose to the Mavericks without Doncic. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. You just can't do it, especially at this time you can't, of year. You can't Uh-oh. lose, period. Well, you, 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 can't lose, you can't lose to that team. Yeah, going into the playoffs. Yeah, I just dropped it. So yeah. angry about it. I think a lot of <laughs> that may be Russ going up your phone. Yeah, but Russ, I mean, Russ shooting threes. I mean, I'm like, dude, get to the basket. He can get to the basket at will anytime. Yes. And if you when, and when they collapse, you just kick it. Kick it to who? Paul George. <laughs> okay, if they if they sitting on him, who are you gonna kick it to? Jeremy Grant. No. He uh, he's been playing okay. Yeah. He's been playing okay. But you gotta remember, I gotta I gotta always bring this up, Skip. Mm-hmm. This same team we're talking about has a guy that they're paying $80 million that gets hack-a-shacked. That's not a winning recipe. Mm-hmm. You don't want to win. Who, Robinson? Yes. Mm-hmm. He don't even let really it play. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Even more of my point. Contract, yeah. yeah. He don't, don't let it play. <laughs> even more of my point. So I, he's I, not back. I, he's injured. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, well, he, he don't like, I mean, what, what he uh, broke his leg or something. Yeah. Whatever, but he's not even back yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't okay, know. so they have improved dramatically on defense, but they're the 28th three-point shooting team, and they're the That's 23rd terrible. free throw shooting. Team. No, you're not That's winning. Terrific. If you shoot that bad, you shoot that bad from the three-point yeah. line and the free throw line. You, you're, you're not winning in no playoff. You're not winning no playoff series. Not at all. Yet and still, do I think they're semi-dangerous in the post? I do. To who? I do. Hold on. Well, they, they got go. Oh, they got Golden State. They beaten Golden State in the first round in the mm-hmm. eighth spot. By the way, who's in the seventh spot now? Spur- oh, oh, the team you this- said wasn't going to make the playoffs? I mean, y'all made the playoffs. Y'all going home. You, like two days ago, you said <laughs> you're not going to make the playoffs. Hold on. Hold up. And it's in concrete. Hold <laughs> on. Yeah. Did Sacramento, did Sacramento do a job on you guys? Everybody loses to some bad team this time of year. I don't know about this. I don't know about them. Somebody. We just I know about the Spurs, about Oklahoma City, and yes. Doncic. I don't know Doncic, about Oklahoma right? City. I don't even know where Oklahoma is. Okay. But I know yeah. where San Antonio is, yeah. and I know Buddy Hale coming in and put that thing on y'all. Well, what did the Timberwolves <laughs> just put on Golden State? We're not talking happened. about the Golden State's in the number one spot. You're not worried. Are you worried about Golden State with Clay, Steph, and KD? I'm having to play them in the first round. That's all. Oh I'm yeah. Right. I, ooh, please. I'm worried yeah. about Denver though. Yeah. I don't think I don't okay. think they have enough experience. Come on, okay. Oklahoma, really? Oklahoma City. All you got to do How about is just Spurs, win. Denver in the first round. I like I Spurs. That. I like. I would like the Spurs. I bet you would. And you'd be coming in here with your head hanging. Pop gonna, yeah. Pop gonna coach his way through that one. That's okay. Yeah. They ain't gonna go further than oh, 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 oh. Hmm. up in uh, Toronto. 
Number two. Oh, oh number right two. Oh, he do it. Oh, he do it. That, <laughs> that team is going to go as far as Danny Green carries. Stop him. it. Danny Green's been lighting it up, man. They got so y'all, oh, so y'all can play it. Huh? Hey, so y'all kid. can play it. I worked yeah. out with him last summer. That kid's yeah. special. Really? Yeah. Is he your height? Is he? He's, he's a little taller than me. He's really? about six nine. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So y'all can, so y'all can play it. Yeah. Yeah. He's their, their star. Don't do that, Skip. Well, come on. They'll do that. Come on. But they should have kept Valanciunas because he killed it in Memphis. Nah, he, I don't think he's better than Big Fella. Bigger he ball. better than Gustav. No it. way, Stop no it. way. Stop it. The Sauce still got some ball left. Watch the playoffs. Yeah, Watch the playoffs. Done that. Watch the playoffs. The now Big all Fella. He, all he going to do is send some screens. That's all he doing. Still one of the best uh, passing big men in the league. Mm. That's what Balanchuna gave me 24 and 20. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You you yeah. been watching it. He, oh, he, he nice. Hey, anybody can get buckets in Memphis. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> give me, well, give me a 10-day You can do it. You can do it. I, Wouldn't it be something if Oklahoma City just flipped the switch and went to Golden State and won game one? What it can happen. Think? It could happen. I know. We beat, a, will we beat a one seed. They had the MVP and that, the best record in the league. That wasn't that one seed. Hmm. I but mean, still, you, they you had Dirk at his, at, at his okay. best. Okay. It was he, at Dirk at his best, is he better than KD? Dirk is what? Uh, top five all-time in scoring? Yeah, I'm just asking you a simple question. That's what I ask you. I'm just giving you facts, right too, now, though. Right now. Right. If Dirk at his absolute best, is he better than KD right Not now? Not at all. Okay, then. Not so what all. are we talking about? Right, okay, which right. one the, okay, which one of the He guys? still was the best player that year in the league. No, he wasn't. He just won the MVP. But anyway, <laughs> what are we going to do about Steph? Who the hell on that Ain't team? Ain't nothing you can Steph? do with Steph. Okay, what about Clay? Nothing. What are you going to do about KD with one foot out the door? That's what you want to do. But it, well, you know what? He, he got one foot out the door, but he putting that other foot in everybody's butt. Y'all got... Mm-hmm. So how'd you guys do it then? What was the What was the reason? Well, how we beat him? Yeah. We just wanted it more. Wanted it more. And we had a coach that had us well prepared. Okay. He knew the Mavericks better than everybody. And he gave me the blueprint to guard dirt. And I just, I studied it. Dirk missed some shots. Stop that. Look, look at the series. He said he missed some shots. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't let him go left. Mm-hmm. Made him go right the whole series. Really? Yes. And if did you, you look at it. you make threes? Oh, we did. We bombed him. I had seven in game six. <laughs> and Baron Davis ducked on something. Carolinko, that was second round. That was second round. That was second round. <laughs> Finally, the Speak for Yourself team dives in on the hype surrounding Zion Williamson. You have any concerns, Zion Williamson will not live up to the hype. Absolutely not. <laughs> and, and again, I respect Gilbert Arenas, and I, I think I understand what he's trying to say, that he's not proven that he can do one or two specific things outside of the interior rebounding and just playing physical basketball. But have we not seen Zion Williams bring the ball up the court? Have we not seen his passing ability? Have we just overlooked all these things? Is he a great shooter? No. Is most college athletes a great shooter coming out of college straight to the pros? Not all of them. There's there's very few that are. But what I do like about Zion Williamson, why I disagree, is because he has everything that most players don't have. Number one being the competitive heart. He has the ability to just give you what is needed in the biggest moments when it matters most. That's what a lot of players lack when it comes to how great they can actually be. So I love Zion Williamson. I, I absolutely believe that he has room for improvement. But what I see on the on the basketball court is a guy who has a lot of ability, 
that can do basically whatever's asked of him. In, in his role at Duke, he was asked to be an interior guy and be that glass-hounding, physical-featured guy inside. That's what he provided I, for that team. No concern whatsoever, Greg. Gilbert Arenas is being silly here. Folks, this is a situation where Zion is a unicorn. People are trying to put him in. Maybe he's Blake Griffin. Maybe he's Larry Johnson. He's none of those guys. He's a unicorn. We've never seen a 6'7", 280, 85-pound guy with this freakish athletic ability. And remember, coming out of high school, he beat up a bunch of, like, South Carolina small school kids. And people were doubting him. I myself doubted him a little bit. I was like, I don't know if he'll be the number one pick. He was unbelievable. I think he's going to go into the league and be the most impactful, transcendent player possibly since LeBron James. Well, I think some of it comes down to what are your expectations for Zion Williamson? Like, if you're going to compare him to LeBron James, one, I think that's unfair. You know, LeBron and Michael Jordan, those are in a category where players shouldn't be compared to them. Zion is the most unique prospect that I've ever seen on a basketball court. He's built like a Mack truck. He's six foot seven, 285 pounds, and he's versatile, and he has ridiculous speed, ridiculous athleticism, a 46-inch vertical. He's just different. He's most unique, more unique than any player we've ever seen on the court. So it comes down to your expectations. Can he live up to them? Well, if they're that he's going to be LeBron, that's unfair. Can he be an all-star? Certainly. This is a, a kid um, with, with so much transferable skills. And you mentioned uh, there being questions. Well, there's question marks about every player that enters the NBA draft. There's been question marks about Anthony Davis entering the draft or Joel Embiid. I think he's the best prospect to enter the draft since those two guys. But there's always going to be questions about draft picks. I think you nailed it, actually. It's, it's, it's what are your expectations of him? Um, you, you talked about him playing inside. He's, he's a power forward. He's going to be a small ball center. He's not – who can bring the basketball up the court, but he's not LeBron. And Gilbert Arenas is talking about coming off pin downs. He doesn't know how to. It's one of, Look, it's one of the flaws with, with one-and-dones is guys don't know how to run offense. They don't know how to run screens. But it's also not something that he's ever going to do. He'll be the one setting the pin-down screen because he's just an undersized big. The league has changed and evolved, and he actually fits it perfectly. 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 He actually – look, he's – what Draymond Green has done for the league – uh, this is kind of the next wave. This is Draymond Green's overall length and skill of being able to guard positions one through five. And then Draymond's become really a poor offensive player as a shooter. The other thing is he can actually score in a low post. Mm -hmm. And there are very few guys that can legit score because guys are so big and so strong and it's so physical down there. But for a man his size, he's got unbelievable lateral quickness. We all make a big deal about 46-inch vertical, and that's great. But it's his ability to recover. Mm -hmm. How about there's a move... In the Sweet 16, yes. where, where he got, got his ankles broken, recovered and blocked a shot. Like, dude, yeah. I've never seen that before. So you're right. We haven't seen it. You're right. It's a unicorn. Gilbert Arenas is not technically wrong, but in that the Blake Griffin, but he has more skill than Griffin did as a low post player, maybe at any point in the first five years of Blake Griffin. And he's a much better ball handler than Blake was coming to the league. Yeah, and some of it, you said expectations. Steph Curry came into the league, you know, wasn't the top pick, obviously. Small kid, exceeded expectations. Even Luka Doncic last year, nobody thought, like, we, we liked him coming in. But nobody thought, oh, this guy's going to be blow the league away. Zion right now has to be, what, like an 18-7 and seven guy as a rookie and have some highlight reel moments where people are going to be, oh, I don't know. But a lot of it is fit, right? If he goes to, say, Atlanta with a Trey Young, oh, listen, that's going to be a fun team. <laughs>
No question. And I, I think some of it comes down to, too, you can't just put Zion in a box. And you can't there's, – there's not a comparison for him because he's different than what we've ever seen. And I think in the NBA game where there's more space, you know, he's, he's already so good in transition. If he can uh, get to the rim, he's going to punch it on you. But he's so strong and tough and physical. But in space, in transition, he's going to be a monster. Look, the big question that we're kind of is, – is the weight. And what can he play at? How much can he keep off? Is he still the same guy? Can he play at 260? Because – like, look, the, the shoe, and that's one bad shoe from Nike, which probably, by the way, made him a ton of money. <laughs> Just because everybody became aware, non-basketball fans became aware of this kid because his shoe blew off. And like, oh, and he's going to be the number one pick. But that's the type of torque he's putting on his ankles, his knees, his hips, uh, his back, every time he plants and cuts. And no one's done it before, right? Like, we, Rodney Rogers, his body kind of broke down. And... Uh, Robert Trailer, rest in peace to, to Tractor. Um, he was that size, but he couldn't, you can't play at that size, I don't think. And it's not the jumping, it's the landing, right? It's the planting. Mm -hmm. Can you do that? That's more of a, a legit question that people have. And then there's the honest question of, you know, like between John ja Morant and, and, and his teammates, like, are you better off getting a guy who dominates and handles the ball more because that's the way the league is going? I don't think so because I think that that position, the 4-5 undersized hybrid that can also guard a point guard, I think those are – Draymond Green's a re big reason they've won two championships. And they come around far uh, more seldom, right? Am I saying far more seldom or less seldom? <laughs> I always get confused than the dominant ball handling guards are. Last quick point. Remember, he's 18 years old. This Gilbert Arenas nitpicking about pin downs and all that stuff, like, he's going to get to the league and they'll coach him up. I, I, I think it's a little overblown on that part. You, would you agree with that? Yes, but I... Like, yeah, yes, but, like, look, one of, the, one of the things that the none and duns especially, and we're, we're trending into that direction, if you look at them, a good portion of them are... They're, they're missing... Those, those finer points of their game. Dwight Howard never became a refined low post scorer. I think you need college. I really do. Not just personally to kind of evolve as a person, but I also think that you have coaches that they've built their entire career uh, improving players in a college game for 18 to 22-year-old players, and there, there's gaps in them. And guys come out, and now even with the none and done, one and duns, they don't know how to read defenses, they don't know how to read screens, and they don't know how to play when they don't have the basketball in his hands. I think that's Gilbert venting a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know if it applies as much to Zion as it does to other players. Thank you for listening to the Hoops on Fox podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review letting us know what you think of the show.